With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Heartbeat was restored on the field, transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment, currently sedated, listed in critical condition. That's all we have. Paulie just checked the Buffalo Bills website. There's no uh, further update there. We've spoken about the injury. If if you missed the interview that we did with a reporter who was on the scene, Joe Daneman from Fox 19 in Cincinnati, did a wonderful job putting you in the moment down on the field, uh, you know, behind the scenes there at Cincinnati last night with the Buffalo Bills. We could only see enough that we knew how serious it was. And you're watching. And then when Troy and Joe Buck kept going to commercial break and coming back, and then they would go to commercial break, they'd come back. As long as that ambulance was still on the field, I thought that you had a football player, a person who was fighting for his life. And DeMar Hamlin, uh, given CPR, uh, you know, the NFL did not, the NFL did a great job in reacting to it. The first responders there for both of these teams did a wonderful job in hopefully saving his life, prolonging his life. But you're watching that, and the longer the ambulance stayed on the field, the more serious that I realized that it was. And I didn't think they were leaving that football field until they had gotten a heartbeat. Uh, And the longer they stayed, I thought that he might not make it out of the stadium. Got to the hospital and sedated right now in critical condition, but no updates on that. And uh, once we get that, if we get that this morning, we'll certainly let you know. Also, you have to look at what happens to these two teams. They have to play this weekend. The NFL has to make a decision here. Do they make a decision today? Is that game going to be a tie? It means a whole lot with the standings. And I'm not being insensitive. I have to cover the totality of this story. And that is, you have a young man who's in a hospital right now. And when we get an update, we'll give that to you. But the NFL is running a business. Now, there's a part of this that feels like it's backlash against the NFL because Joe Buck four times last night on the broadcast said the players are being told they have five minutes to get ready to play. Now, I don't know who told Joe Buck that, but it feels like there's a backlash with the NFL. How insensitive could they be to say to these players? I mean, I couldn't imagine... Even if you said you got a half hour, judging from their reaction with what was going on right in front of them. Some, you know, we're, we're removed from it. We're watching on TV. Imagine you're 15 feet, 10 feet, 5 feet away. Your teammate is dying right in front of you. And now all of a sudden, you're going to put him in an ambulance and send him on his way, and you got five minutes to get ready? It, it doesn't seem plausible that they could possibly say that. But Joe, who's doing Monday Night Football, somebody had to tell him, and he told us multiple times last night. Yes, Eden. How sticky of a situation do you think this is slash could be? Well, you have the NFL, Troy Vincent, who works for the commissioner, and he said afterwards in a conference call, we did not tell Joe that. Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, the conference call was after midnight with Troy Vincent, the executive vice president of NFL operations, When asked about that specific five-minute warning given to the teams, he, quote, said, I'm not sure where that came from. Frankly, there was no time period for the players to get warmed up. Frankly, the only thing we asked was that uh, referee commute to both head coaches that they had proper time inside the locker room 
to discuss whatever they felt was best. So I'm not sure where that came from. It did not come from us. Yeah, That's pretty direct from the NFL. Yes, he... So there's a, I'm not going to say somebody isn't telling the truth, but somebody's clearly mistaken here, right? So yeah. maybe there was a five-minute thing that Troy Vincent's not aware of, or maybe there was just a bad report that then made it on air from the other side of things, you know? But clearly there's miscommunication here. Yeah. Somebody's not telling the truth here. Now, you could say maybe it's miscommunication, but mm. still, five minutes. Hey, guys... Five minutes to get ready to play. That that just doesn't seem plausible in a situation like this. Given the this the reaction, the sensitivity, the emotional fallout from that, even if you said go in the locker room for 30 minutes, we're going to gather here, we're going to make sure he gets to the hospital, now come out and play, even then, we're, we're so accustomed, and maybe we're callous to it, numb to it. Player gets injured. Players take a knee, player taken off, gives a thumbs up, and we resume the football game. We see it. Well, that wasn't the case here. And that's where you have to look at these players as people and say, you can't play football. We're not playing football. And I thought the first person who said it, Booger McFarlane of ESPN, he said, we're not playing football. It, and, and he said it early when it was in question. We're not playing football. There's other things to be thinking about. Yes. Now you got to start thinking about those other things. This man is in the hospital. Now the NFL has to make some decisions here. These players, they have usually Monday or after a Monday game, Tuesday you're off, and then you go back to practice. And then you got to turn around and try to play a football game here. What happens to that game last night? Cincinnati leading 7-3. NFL's got to sort through all of this. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, and I... <clears throat> excuse me. And I... Forgive me. I think it's a different thing because when you see ambulances, they're always on the field as far as uh, injuries and all that. Torn ACLs, broken legs, but not anybody being resuscitated. So I think that's the shock was more than anything. Those players were just, you know, out of it. Well, you're not, you, I mean, you're accustomed to seeing somebody who's injured. Like, it, it's football and it happens, but not when they're trying to save your life right in front of them. And that's when you look at the player's reaction. I don't need the words of anybody else. All, all I was looking at was the player's reaction. Then I knew this was life and death. Yes, Heaton. Yeah, that's why I think the five-minute thing is, is kind of an important story. Uh, because it in it in some angles of this story, it really shaped some angles of this story, you know, of yeah. the everything that you were just talking about, the emotions of the players and all of this. And well, we got five minutes to warm up. I mean, that was that became a big talking point. Yeah. It still is. It's it feels like a big story. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, and, and a lot of people when after they heard that they start they're showing the sidelines and they show Joe Burrow grab a ball and then they show Stefan Diggs grab his teammates and and he was yelling at them about something maybe get their heads together, whatever he's yelling. You could barely hear what he was saying, but they were there was a couple people that were preparing to get back in the game. There were others sitting on the sidelines, stone-faced and just looking, but there were other players you could see warming up again. Peacock has the most live sports of any streaming service. Watch live games and events from the Premier League, NASCAR, PGA Tour, every Sunday night football game, and this program as well. It's all streaming now on Peacock. We don't have a poll question today. I didn't know if it was apropos. I didn't know if anything was applicable to what happened last night and trying to show sensitivity here of what could we ask you that you could be part of the program. Phone calls are welcome today. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, the other story, too, Atonga Vailoa likely out as the Dolphins face the Jets in a must-win situation. And here we go with concussions. And I have been critical of the NFL with their concussion procedure protocol because I think it needs to change. And when I hear, hey, we did everything we were supposed to do, well, that's not good enough. And as as much as they've improved, tried to improve, we still keep coming back to this. And here we are with Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who I don't know if even cleared should be playing again this year. But I do think we need to reassess what is NFL protocol when it comes to concussions. 
You know, Kenny Pickett is playing for Pittsburgh. He's had two concussions. I know you can have mild concussions. Used to be a long time ago, you got your bell rung. It's just different now. But Tua probably not going to play for the Dolphins against the Jets in a must-win situation. Also, we touched on uh, Donovan Mitchell. He scored 71 last night against the Bulls. Uh, Bull games yesterday. Tulane with a wonderful come-from-behind win against USC. And as I said yesterday, give me the team who wants to win that game more. That this is the biggest game in Tulane football history. For USC... It was a letdown that they didn't make the Final Four, and now you're going to be playing in the Cotton Bowl against Tulane. Caleb Williams looked wonderful, but, man, were there some questionable decisions made by USC. But Tulane, give them credit. They wanted it more than USC did. And we hear that sometimes. Somebody wants it more than somebody else, and you're thinking, no, they should both want it. No, that was not the case. USC thinks they're one of the top four teams in the nation. Tulane, they won two games last year. Great story. And they wanted that game more. Penn State blew out Utah. Utah's quarterback got injured, and uh, it was a blowout after that. The Mississippi State-Illinois game, this was one of those where, and I always want to know, and I used to be a big better. I used to be a big gambler. But um, I, I, I don't do it. I always encourage people, if you're going to gamble, gamble with what you have, not what you think you're going to have. And don't chase. If you lose three games, don't go, I'm going to double up on Monday night. Then you're really in trouble. So I'm watching the game. Very end. Mississippi State, can they cover against Illinois? They're up three. They were favored by three and a half. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, that's a bad beat. And then all of a sudden, they do that flea flicker, whatever, lateral, back and forth. Here we go. And Mississippi State takes it back for a touchdown. <laughs> Final 19-10. Ouch. Because Ow. imagine, imagine you go, I got three and a half. I'm good. You know, guys just don't screw up. All right, they're having fun, throwing the ball around. Then all of a sudden, you're going, uh, ball's on the feet. No, he's good. Uh, I just lost. That's when you go, you know what? I'm going uh, to double up. I'm going to go USC to blow out Tulane. And then that doesn't happen. Then you go, Utah is going to beat Penn State. You know, then you're in trouble. That's when you start chasing. Yes, Eaton. There was this moment in the, all of those flea flickers, right, where the ball is just flying around all over the place, and one of the Illinois players gets popped. And the ball flies straight up and goes right to another Illinois player who's like cutting left to right. Yeah. And in that moment, you're like, holy crap, it's going to work. And then, bang, another dude gets smashed. Like, oh, man. Yeah. It, it, feel, it felt so close at one moment where it was like, that's exactly the kind of lucky break that happens in this kind of play in order for it to work. LSU roughed up Purdue 63-7. to I think they covered. Yes, they did. Oh, yes, they did. Um, Tulane was down 16 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Penn State used some big plays to win by 14 against Utah. Not a good bowl season for the Big Ten. Speaking of which, Mike Florio is going to join us coming up. We'll talk about what happened last night. What are contingency plans for the NFL for these two teams coming up this weekend? But also, some light stories about Jim Harbaugh going back to the NFL. Where's this come from? Where's this coming from? He'd take a job if offered, I saw a report. Bruce Feldman, well-respected, well-connected college football writer. He'd take one if it's offered. <laughs> this is driving me crazy. <laughs> Why? Because who, he, if, if offered a job, he might take it. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. That's a blanket statement over every living person. If you're offered the right <laughs> job, you might take it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's, not a, that's not news. I wonder if Jim Harbaugh says, I don't want to deal with NIL anymore. I don't want to be recruiting. I've taken them to the Final Four twice. We've beaten Ohio State back-to-back -back years. It's not going to get any better than this. And probably not going to get any better than this. So if you don't go now, do you ever go? I always love when coaches stay. 
Now, it's a better story when they leave because then we could talk about all the possibilities and why they left and you know, buyouts and bad blood or any of that stuff. It's, it's better content. But I love it when coaches stay. But I grew up in an era where coaches stayed. Now, you know, coaches are in the transfer portal as much as players are. Yes, John. Couldn't Michigan have the same attitude at this point? You know, he's flirting with the NFL again. This is as far as Harbaugh's going to take this team. Maybe it's time for a change. He wants to go. We're not going to play this game and worry every other year if he's staying or not. I don't think Michigan is in a position to go, hey, Jim, uh, we're going to move on from you. Hey, you're flirting with the NFL. Harbaugh, if I'm Harbaugh, I say, hey, I can't control these rumors. I mean, he can, but he's Probably going, eh, it's flattering, and uh, you guys should be uh, lucky that you got me here. Can't they ask him if he's all in, or that's how dare you ask Jim Harbaugh, the guy that beat Ohio State? All he has to do is say, yes, I'm all in. Then what happens? He's got a $3 million buyout. Who are you going to replace him with? No, Brady Hoke? Not good. (laughs) Not good. Yeah, Paul. Do you think that this story is based Mm -hmm. off Harbaugh, third party, putting it out there publicly to the NFL, like, I'm open for business, but I have complete deniability. Well, he wanted the Vikings job. The Vikings turned him down. Or did he want a raise based off flirting with the Vikings? No, he got turned down. Okay. Yeah, he got turned down. He can't coach in a dome. He's not a dome guy. No way. Jim Harbaugh cannot coach in a dome. Right there, they should, mm. they should never coach in a dome. Mm. That's so soft. Mm. Yes. Way, oh, real quick, did you? Did, I buried the lead. Did you see that um, Jim Harbaugh was not wearing his traditional khakis in the bowl game the other day? If I knew that, I would have totally oh, been on TCU. Wow. I, did, I, did not, I did not know I should have called you guys. I, yes, Todd. He had to accept a pay cut a while back, so maybe yeah. this is his, here's my chance to recoup some of that, and if I'm the hot ticket now and they don't want me to go to the NFL and they want me to stay, how about um, making things right by me and get me some of that money back? Yes, Mark. Is Michigan ceiling the Final Four? I thought they were a bigger program. I thought their ceiling would be a national title or their goal. Or is- well, they're close, but this might be as close as they get. I, two straight years you got there, beat Ohio State, but I don't know. That might be your ceiling. We'll talk to Mike Florio. See if he has any uh, further information on uh, last night and then moving forward. And once again, we understand the sensitivity of this. I hope you uh, have taken that from this program over the years. We're trying to be fair to the you know totality of the, the entire situation here, not just his health. And as we move forward, the schedule, uh, end of the regular season, all of that. Uh, more phone calls. We'll get to those coming up as well. Take a break. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Every week, we talk about our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Now we invite you to check out their NFT marketplace at PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain, one-of-a-kind digital cards. Available in packs or Panini's public auctions on the site. You'll find the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats, the official products of the NFL, UFC, NBA, FIFA World Cup, and collegiate sports. Collectors. Share your cards in the public gallery, complete challenges, earn exclusive award cards, and build a wish list for the items that you love. Keep an eye out for Panini NFT platform for unique one-of-a-kind VIP experiences. Select NFT holders have access to, like, on-the-field experiences at NFL games to backstage at the UFC. Panini NFT trading cards giving collectors the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one one NFTs from every pack. That's PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain, the official trading card to the NFTs, The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. NFL insider and contributor to Football Night in America. Don't have any update so far. Um, has the NFL or Buffalo Bills said that uh, when they could provide a further update on uh, on his health, Mike? The last update that we've seen, Dan, 1.48 a.m. from the Buffalo Bills explaining that DeMar Hamlin had cardiac arrest, heartbeat was restored, and is at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center sedated and in critical condition. There's been no further update from that. Jordan Rooney, a marketing representative and a friend of DeMar Hamlin and the Hamlin family, was making the rounds this morning, Good Morning America and elsewhere, saying they're taking it minute by minute at this point, confirming he is sedated and doctors continue to evaluate and treat DeMar Hamlin. The NFL's reaction to this as far as the game itself what kind of time frame do you think the nfl is under to let us know is this a a tie um can they play this game the importance of it there was a conference call held just after midnight and jeff miller the nfl's chief spokesperson said that there will be a conversation at the appropriate time about the game that that's currently not a consideration the reality though is time is passing as we await the appropriate time. And I agree it's not the appropriate time for the NFL to make any decisions. But four days from now, the Week 18 games begin. Five days from now, the Bills are due to play a team other than the Bengals, the Patriots. The Bengals are due to play the Ravens. So at some point, decisions will make themselves. And Dan, I see two possibilities here. I hadn't thought of declaring the game a tie. My thought was, number one, You play Bills-Bengals this weekend, bump Week 18 back, wipe out the two-week break between the conference championships and the Super Bowl like they did back in 2001 where Week 2 was taken out and tacked on to the end of the season. The two-week bye was eliminated. That's one possibility. Mm -hmm. The other possibility would be to say game's not going to be played. Bills and Bengals play 16. Playoff positioning will be based on winning percentage. They were ready to do that in 2020 during the pandemic when they assumed there would be canceled games, and there just weren't. 
The other reality, though, Dan, is when will these players be ready to play? Yeah. The top concern is DeMar Hamlin. The secondary concern is the mental health of the players who witnessed it. Think of the trauma that the rest of us experienced seeing it through TV. If you were there on the field and you experienced it firsthand, lived it firsthand, when will you be ready to play football again? I don't know the answer to that question, and I think right now nobody knows the answer to that question. That is something that the NFL needs to take up again at the appropriate time and we don't know when the appropriate time will be speaking of the game the nfl uh kind of the time lapse of where they're going to play where they're going to come back uh joe buck mentioned four times that you're going to get a five five minute warm-up period and then come back and play the nfl said no that's not the case uh why the miscommunication between the nfl and what espn was reporting Dan, the best I can glean from this, because Troy Vincent, the executive VP of football operations on the conference call I mentioned earlier, was very, very clear. He said, I don't know where that came from, and it's insensitive, it's ridiculous to even have that out there. Now, it's possible that standard procedure, when there is an injury that stops the game for a certain period of time, that there's a minimal amount of time that goes by that they'll say the teams get five minutes to get ready to resume, that that someone was operating off of that manual until they realized we're dealing with a situation for which there was no precedent, there is no manual, and that became the right solution. So they got to the right place, and it may just be as folks were trying to do the best they could along the way, someone thought that that would be the procedure that would be implemented, but it became abundantly clear that the teams were not in a position that they could continue last night, and the NFL made the right decision at the end of the day. But I wonder, did the NFL make this decision, or did the head coaches and the captains make this decision that they weren't ready to play football? Because it felt like they were passing the phone around. You saw the two head coaches conferring. The NFL rep is there. I, I get the sense that maybe it was the quarterbacks and coaches who said, we're not playing football. What do you think? What was said last night by Troy Vincent was he was basically the point person communicating by phone with the referee for the game, Sean Smith, who was talking to the coaches, Troy Vincent speaking with the coaches, Troy Vincent speaking with Commissioner Roger Goodell and also NFL Players Association Executive Director Demora Smith, and they got to that point. Now, look, at, if the players just can't play, then somebody needs to be the, the first one to say, hey, NFL, we just can't do this because the system is set up, Dan, and this, this is where the unprecedented nature of this, I think, is, is most clearly crystallized. Players get injured all the time. The NFL is one giant football machine consisting of interchangeable parts, and we've heard next man up for years. So somebody gets injured, that person is replaced, and the game goes on. All sorts of various different types and, and magnitudes of injury. This is the first time that the injury created an event so horrifying that the players could not continue. Mm -hmm. The coaches could not continue. The game could not continue. And, and again, there's no manual. There's no precedent. Next time it happens, and God forbid it doesn't happen anytime soon, if ever, there will be a precedent that can be drawn upon. But this was the creation of the precedent, and I think that's why there may be some miscommunication, misunderstanding. You would expect misunderstanding at a time like this when people are struggling to understand what's happening. So uh, somebody had to be the one to say, I don't think we can do it. And the coaches and the quarterbacks, the team leaders, would be the ones in the best position to, to be the ones to say that. Talking to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. I was also wondering about DeMar Hamlin's tackle on T. Higgins. Because you're taught now you can't lead with your the crown of your helmet. Like, the, the tackle was different that you know he kind of tackled him with his chest he took the hit there i i don't know if these defensive backs now are conditioned that they have to learn how to tackle differently and i don't know if that impacted this at all because he took the brunt of t higgins helmet to his chest yeah you know dan that's a good point but the thing that i drew from it i didn't notice anything that seemed out of the ordinary yeah as we now are conditioned to watch defensive players tackle receivers because we don't see 
what we used to see all the time. The hit last Monday night by Derwin James of the Chargers on mm. Ashton Doolin of the Colts, that was commonplace. We see it now, and we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. So the game has changed, and with the concern about head and neck injuries, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that there are all sorts of other ways that you can get seriously injured playing football. The head and the neck are the most common concern now. But Chris Sims almost died in 2006 because he had a ruptured spleen that wasn't detected until after the game ended. And he'd been hit multiple times by various Carolina Panthers defensive players. And he almost died, not on the field, in the locker room, on the way to the hospital, at the hospital from blood loss. But... Um, it's there there are plenty of other serious injuries you can have when you play football at any level and last night underscores that all right once again uh if we get an update on demar hamlin we will certainly pass that on to you there's other football to talk about with mike florio the jim harbaugh back to the nfl does it feel real you know i'm amy dan i'll be candid with you I've quit thinking about everything else right now, and that's okay. a decision that each individual has to make, but I don't care about Jim Harbaugh right now. Okay. I, I really don't. We're not covering anything else until this DeMar Hamlin thing is resolved. All right. Mike, thank you. We appreciate your time. All right, Dan. That's uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, NFL insider with uh, Football Night in America. Uh we cover what we cover, and our approach is still that these are NFL stories, and I certainly respect uh, Mike's approach to this. And, and even when we reached out to him, he said, I don't know if I have anything to add, and I said I'd still like your perspective on this. So, um, the Jim Harbaugh situation, it, it feels fluid. Uh, Sean Payton coming back, uh, that feels fluid as well. Sean Payton certainly seems like a number one seed. But if I'm Sean Payton and coming back, I don't want to just come back for a job. I want to come back for the right job. And that's where I think Sean Payton is looking at the Chargers or, you know, probably telling friends. It was reported that the uh, two places would be the Cowboys and the Chargers. And last I look, they're in the playoffs. So that might be a little tough there. But is uh, Denver, does he want to go into the Denver situation? The Arizona Cardinals situation not open. Would he want to go into that? Carolina, would he want to go back to the Saints? See, those jobs wouldn't intrigue me. But I'd wait another year if, if, I, if I don't have the right job. I don't want to go back, you know, spending one year in TV. Just to go back. Yeah, Paul. I read an article yesterday comparing Sean Payton's situation going to TV at a relatively young age for a coach to Bill Cower. When he left the Steelers, yeah. Bill Cower was the guy you wanted. It was beyond, the like like you said, the one seed. And Bill Cower sat out a year, watched some high school basketball with his kids, and then sat out another year, and there's speculation that it wasn't the right job opening. And then he just never came back. The lifestyle appealed to him of less pressure and more family time. And again, Sean Payton, you've had, we got him on a few months ago, and he seems clearly competitive still yeah but bill cower i think also realized that he had forged a hall of fame career and he had lost his wife uh, he's watching his daughters grow up i think he, you know that comfort level once you get past the first couple of years when you know this is the time i go to training camp or this is when we have games you know that sunday afternoon if you get past that feeling that helps you move on to whatever the next job you're going to have. Sean Payton is still doing games. He's only a year removed, and he probably feels like, and rightfully so, he has a lot more to prove, accomplish. Yeah, Paul. Sean Payton just turned 59 years old last week. He stopped coaching at age 58. Yeah. Bill Cower stopped coaching at age 49. Yeah. Which is, I, was pretty surprising to me because he always looked gruff and older and yeah. tough guy, but he was 49 when he left the coaching profession. Well, how old was John Madden? I think he was under 40, 44. Well, yeah. he was relatively young, and he coached for 10 years and then decided that he was going to call it. Not everybody's a lifer. How old was Madden, Paulie? Madden stopped coaching at age 43. No. Okay. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Charlie in Ohio. Hi, Charlie. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. I just want to tell you, I went to the game last night, and I'm um, I had like about a solid hour of just straight euphoria. Um, I was in the in the in the line to get in the game, and up above me on the balconies, Icky Woods just hyping up fans, 
We get in the game. I'm sitting with Bills fans. We're all dapping each other up, talking about the whole Andy Dalton, you know, all that donation money and all that stuff. And within, like, within an hour, dead silent crowd, dead silent. And we don't have the, you know, sitting there in the game, like, we don't have the commentators. We have nothing. All we have is something I've never seen ever. The whole Bills sideline surrounds this guy. I've never, I've, as soon as that happened and the players were crying, my only thought, I was like, he has passed away. We've, we've seen someone pass away on the field. I've never, the, the NFL is so PC and like buttoned up to watch players, just a whole sideline clear out, surround the guys so we can't see what's going on, and for the ambulance just to sit there. And the saddest part was there was, you know that slow clap? When, when an injured player comes yeah. off the field, yeah. that happened two times. And, and all it was, because we couldn't see, people were just clapping. And, and both times it was just all of us as fans like, please be okay. Please be alive. Yeah, we I mean, we're conditioned for that, Charlie. And thank you. You know, player comes off, you give him a light round of applause, and he gives a thumbs up, and then we move on. Third down. Let's go. Let's play football. Mark in Toledo. Hey, Mark, what's on your mind today? Hey there, Dan. Hey, yeah, this this um just was different to me, and I and I'm kind of looking at it from the business side of the NFL because they've always been the Teflon Shield. There's never mm-hmm. been really a scandal that they haven't been able to navigate. Whether it's been the CTE, you know, the discipline policy that was kind of all over the place, and even some of these owners' bad behavior with politics and whatnot. This had that feeling where if it got mishandled they were not going to be able to dodge this bullet. And even though there was no way to put a viewership number or a revenue loss number or TV or anything like that, it seemed like if they really screwed this up, there was going to be a substantial amount of loss across that board. And you get that five-minute timer, you you kind of hear that, and you think, oh, they really are going to mess this up. Because I've had friends, because of a variety of things, say, I'm not watching the NFL no more. For, for whatever reason ticks them off at that time and place. The next week, they're back in front of the TV, they're watching it. I didn't have that feeling this time. I had that feeling that this might be it for some of these fans that said, we're not going to deal with this anymore. The NFL cannot just be so businesslike that there's no no care for that person on the and, field. And, and we don't know that, Mark. I understand. We're, we're speculating here. Um, it, it, it was an imperfect situation last night. But the five-minute get ready to go back and play was cringeworthy. I just wanted to, I'd love to have an explanation here. The commissioner doesn't come on this show, but I'd love to have somebody give me an explanation of was there a five minute roundup call to say, hey, let's get back and get ready to play? And there's so many great stories last night. The medical personnel doing their job, having the medical facilities there on the sidelines to save his life. If this was a generation ago, are they capable? I mentioned Hank Gathers in the first hour. I was doing Sports Center that night. They didn't have a defibrillator there that could have saved his life. Now every basketball arena in America has one. Probably your high school one, or a lot of high school ones. Yeah, Mark. Uh, do you think this becomes a rallying cry for the Bills? Like, you know, let's do this for sure. Hamlin and, you know, kind of get them going going into the playoffs? Well, that's that's tricky where you go, can we do it this week where we have the Patriots? Like it might be once you get into the postseason. I don't, I mean, just imagine if something happened in here with one of us and then all of a sudden somebody says, hey, you guys got to come back to work tomorrow. Hey, let's go. I, I don't know. I mean, I got to be fair to these players because they're people. You know, we're so accustomed to, oh, yeah, they got a jersey on and a helmet on and, uh, you know, got a name on their back. And no, it's a a 24-year-old kid. I mean, he's a man, but he's he's 24 years of age. I have a daughter his age. Like, you're just going, 
And his mom is there at the game. I mean, you're just trying to process all this. But through it all, you still have to look at the other tentacles that are attached to this, the other stories. And that's the hard part. Because that's where you come off as you don't care. If there was a five-minute, let's get ready to come back, I have a real problem with that. But I I, want to be fair to everybody involved. All I can go on is what Joe said last night four times. You would think after the first one. Okay, let's just apply logic here. First time he says it, the NFL's got to be listening, watching. Would somebody say, please tell Joe that that's not the case? He said it four times. Why didn't somebody correct Joe? Why didn't the commissioner, Troy Vincent, call the control room? Hey, that's not true. Right? Then the NFL has a conference call later on, around after midnight. That's when they started to clean it up. I don't know what's fact and fiction here, but those are two different stories. Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. 
Stars of the PGA Tour come out swinging. The new year starts with a bang. Last year's champions ready to put on a show. The Century Tournament of Champions, January 5th through the 8th on NBC Golf Channel. And, of course, here on Peacock. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. A couple more phone calls in here. Uh, Chris in South Carolina. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Uh, as always, a pleasure to talk with you kind of somber this morning. I uh, just wanted to call, and I have a, a brief insight for you and then a quick question and comment. Uh, okay. The insight is I was a corpsman, a paramedic in the Marine Corps for 20 years. And uh, when I retired from there, I was a paramedic in civilian life for about 15 years. And it was actually a good sign last night. I've heard uh, some people comment about, you know, how long it took to get him off the field and get him in the ambulance and get him loaded up. Yeah. That was actually a good sign. Listen, when you go to what we call a code, a cardiac arrest, uh, one of the first things you have to, we have to do is we have to put him on an EKG monitor because there are several different types of heart attacks or cardiac arrest that you can go in, and we need to know that so we can treat accordingly with the, accordingly with the appropriate drugs. So when I was sitting there watching it unfold last night, that was actually a good sign uh, that they were taking so long because that means they actually got a heart rhythm or a heartbeat on the monitor because if they were there and he was uh, fibbing or coding out or flatlining, as the layperson calls it, they would have snatched him up and put him in the back of the unit and took off right then. Okay. But the number one thing is, you know, to get them stabilized once you do get a heart rhythm back, uh, get them stabilized, and then, you know, you have to strap them. You know, you got to get them ready for transport. So, yeah, that was actually a good sign last night uh with them taking so long you know uh i appreciate that chris but do you uh give me the uh i guess the procedure so on the field establish a pulse then put him in the ambulance to then take him to the hospital correct well once the first responders of the paramedics got there uh the first thing they would have done once they realized he did not have a pulse is they started cpr to uh, try to regain a pulse. Uh, also, at the same time, they would be doing what they call artificial ventilating, which would be they'd have a mask over his face with a bag, and they would be pumping air into his lungs so he wouldn't, you know, uh, any brain damage wouldn't occur. They would be able to keep oxygen going to his body while they're trying to uh, regain a pulse. And once they gain that pulse, you know, then they start with the IV so they can get cardiac drugs in him. They look at a strip that comes off of the EKG monitor. It looks like a little graph. Everybody's seen them, the little pulsing line. Yeah. You know, that tells us as paramedics what type of cardiac arrest that he's in, whether it's the atrial, the top of the heart, the bottom of the heart, so forth and so on. Well, thank so like, you for giving me the, all, all that information, Chris. I appreciate that. Uh, great insight there. Because I was wondering, the longer that ambulance stayed on the field, was it getting worse? And Chris is saying no, that that was actually a good sign. We had no idea. There's very little info. There's only so much that the ESPN team could do because you don't have access. And even the people who are on the field around him, you know, those that have information aren't talking because they're trying to save his life. And then we just saw the players' reactions after that. Uh, as Mike Florio was pointing out, you know, the NFL is going to have to have some kind of scenario here and could you push the playoffs back? Uh, could you uh, take away one of the two weeks that you have? And could you then you know, reschedule this game? Uh, could you have this weekend's games? Could you play it this weekend? Could you then you know, play the uh, final week, the, you know, move that back as well? So he was providing a couple of different scenarios there. Or do you just say the Bengals and the Bills, we're going with winning percentage when it comes to playoff seeding there? that instead of who's got the most wins or tiebreakers, that it could come down to winning percentage with these teams. But the NFL is going to have something to say, I would imagine, over the next day or so. Uh, more phone calls coming up in the final hour of the program. If you missed the interview that we did with the reporter who was on the scene, uh, Joe Daneman, who's a uh, sports anchor in Cincinnati, I want to bring that back next hour, uh, around 11.30 Eastern, he saw everything. He was there on the sidelines and really gave a great update on, and unless I have further information on, uh, on uh, you know, the uh, health of uh, DeMar Hamlin, then I'll bring that back. As of right now, we have no information. 
Buffalo Bills, Paulie's been checking the website to see if there's any updates. Nobody's tweeting about this. Nothing from the NFL yet, so we can only hope. But uh, final hour coming up. More of your phone calls as well. Fritzy, Seaton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. One more item as we close out hour two. You got a New Year's resolution. If you're like most people, maybe you've got a box of your family's treasured videotapes and photos, and they're tucked away in a closet somewhere, and you've been meaning to take care of them. There's your New Year's resolution. Because once you do it, then you're going to go, why didn't I do this before? And it makes it so easy. They give you the, the originals back. So let's say you got camcorder tapes and film reels and pictures and all of that. You get back the digital copies. They can be enjoyed, shared, organized. It's like magic. Legacy box is the industry leader. They've helped over 1 million customers safeguard their past. Plus, it's done here in the United States. They have over 200 trained technicians. Important moments. You want to make sure they've been captured and they've been kept. Film reels, tapes, pictures, and you pass them on future generations. Legacybox.com slash Patrick. Get an exclusive discount for being a listener of this program. Kick off the new year. Cherish those memories and you get to watch and enjoy for years. Legacybox.com slash Patrick. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 